You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 466th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in the city beautiful Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt in the city beautiful Minneapolis, Minnesota. And for the first time in 2024, this is Spencer checking in from the city beautiful Holyoke, Massachusetts. Guys, are you feeling refreshed, revived, revitalized, and ready to take on another season of the podcast? I am. We're, we're 12 years in now. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to all the time travelers <laughs> going through the back catalog. You got to inflate uh-huh. it. People that have carried along. The, um, is, that's, some, that's some peak Tim math. Yeah. <laughs> okay. For sure it's more like nine. But then, you know, I mean, it's fine. Are we coming yeah, up whatever. on, we'll be 10 in April. Is that true? I think we're 10 in I April. I think we started this around like 2011. I, no, I think we started in 2014. No, certainly not. Because we started right when I started working at an orchard, which would have been 2014. We started when yeah, I, right. lived I forgot in the apple Dorchester, bits. so, yeah. I, I forgot okay. the apple bits. The, the um, oh man, so many great bits yeah. over time. Guys, I'm absolutely stoked to see you. Um, I'm refreshed. I got to admit, um, a couple of lonely Sundays evenings not talking to you mm-hmm. not looking oh. at our instagram wondering when little guy is going to post some more images that we talked about on the pod um i think i know, posted all of them i don't good. you know there's a chance i'm sorry if you it's, listened to the last episode so, three weeks ago and tim said that i was going to post an image of your basement <laughs> and i forgot to um i give me a personal <laughs> call and i'll tell you all the weird things that have been going on with me it's been <laughs> Well, it, it's absolutely great to see you. I know there's been some bike racing. We'll talk a little bit about uh, Matthew Vanderpool's uh, step into the world of villainy um, from the castle of Grayskull. Uh, we'll talk all about what's going on in our world of cycling. And we once again have a slew of emails going through. But it was holiday season. The holiday uh. season was abound. I, I went into some local bike shops, some LBSs, recaptured the spirit and I went into the local bike shop, uh, in, this, in this case, uh, the one I go to, Winter Park Cycles, because they speak campy. And as I walked in, um, I come in with a bundle of joy, just excited to see everybody. <laughs> I, got the, yeah. I got the six-pack of beer, because I'm going to pick up the moots that got serviced. I got a sweet overhaul done on it while I was away. Mm-hmm. You know, the thumb shifter wasn't working. They were going to take it apart and fix it. I go in just excited. I thought they would be happy to see me. The bearer of gifts. Because the old rule was bring a six-pack of beer or like a six-pack of root beer or something to the mechanic. You know, say hi. donuts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So as I go in, man, it just landed like a thud when I, when I went through that door. And I learned that the night before was the shop holiday party. Mm. And like uh-huh. any good shop holiday party, it was a late night. Mm. They were out there just running the town. 
I didn't know this. So my, I think just a, a word of uh, advice from the Slow Ride podcast. I was thinking about this personally. Learn <laughs> when your shop's holiday party is. Go in <laughs> the next day, but not with more alcohol or sugar products. But go <laughs> in with like maybe some baked goods. Like Spencer said, maybe some donuts. Maybe you go in with a nice bunch of black coffees yeah. and just get people excited. I, I could have gone a lot further, mm-hmm. and I think I could have gotten a little bit better service myself if I would have been more aware wow. of their Shots shop fired. calendar. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just saying. The they were donuts, so happy uh, when I left. The they were like, oh, man, he, he finally yeah, is gone. <laughs> it'll go a long ways. Uh, but yeah, had I known or had you known it was the night after a holiday party, yeah, you come in with like oh. maybe a econo yeah. thing of like Tylenol, maybe you come yes. in with the little packets of emergency, uh, you know, to get them exactly. all rehydrated, I'm, feeling better. It was such a rookie move that I came in yeah. thinking... Oh, I Can got you it. imagine though having to deal with the internals of a campy shifter the night after, or the day after, uh, or the morning after uh, the holiday party? Yeah, yeah. That sounds bad. You would have just <laughs> taken it off, boxed it up, and sent it to QBP. That's what It'd I think like, <laughs> most people would have been like. Yeah, I, I yeah, I used to uh, you know espouse the the benefits of the rebuildability of Campy, and now I just want to throw this in the trash and put a put a different shifter on, like a like it was a Shram Force uh, piece or something. You know, just need some disposable disposable <laughs> parts. Ah, well, um, the other thing that uh, you know, as we were going through the uh, the week. And uh, talking uh-huh. in our in our our podcast green room, the Slack was just over bloated with joy. I did get a um, <laughs> yeah, I got a holiday gift for myself. Did mm-hmm. and I okay. want to tell about it, and then I want to know if you either of you got some good holiday gifts in the in the, uh, based around cycling. Um, I got a holiday gift for myself, and that was I. I got served the Instagram ads or at some point my Instagram feed went back to a, a a follow that I really enjoy, which is called three back pockets. And it's a historic view of like historic cycling jerseys really well photographed. Um, and just kind of like talks a little bit about the history of the different, uh, jerseys over the course of time, everywhere from like the wool based jerseys of the fifties and sixties all the way to the modern, um, sublimated kit we have now. Yeah. And they have two books, uh, both written by Oliver Knight. They appear to be self-published. Um, one's called like uh, pro, pro Cycling Style, and the other one's just Cycling Jersey. And what I liked about them is that even though they're like self-published, I read through probably like 80% of both books. I didn't see any typos. And like the stories actually made sense. That's solid. Like it wasn't like wow, a weird. You get some of these self-published books and like no one's editing them. Yeah. And there's yeah, no yeah. like, and you're like, ooh, how do we go down this rabbit hole? Totally. Um, it's totally. really well done. Great. And I randomly opened up little guy, the first one I got, and it went to the Hitachi team. <laughs> I saw like, that. Yeah. I put the picture great. on the Instagram. I like randomly opened it up and there's a couple of amazing kits mm-hmm. that, uh, struck my fancy that I shared with you little guy on text. Um, the first was the Morella rosin kit yep. from like 84 to 85. Lots of vertical stripes on this kit. I really liked it. Very striking. And it matches. You used to have a rosin bike, right? I did. Uh, yeah. I had a Ghibli with full C record. I can't say it was my favorite riding bike, but it was my favorite bike to look at. 
It had crimp tubes, correct? Yeah, it had. Yeah, if anyone's seen a G- old Ghibli, it's it's Columbus SLX, and the bottom bracket is this crazy square cast thing, and and yeah, the main tubes are crimped. I, that's supposed to make it stiffer, I think. I don't know what it does, but it does make it one thousand percent cooler. One thousand percent cooler and way more laterally stiff. Totally. Um, the other one that I I was personally unaware of and you know i'm gonna i'm gonna show my vulnerability here because i'm sure i'm gonna say this and a lot of the listeners on this podcast that hit a certain demographic amongst looking at the three on this screen and also (laughs) what um chat gpt ai image creator thinks podcasters look like um (laughs) uh team tauntin tapas with which which features vertical stripes again i like the vertical stripes but this one features a mustached man with a roll of carpet over his shoulder. <laughs> but um, yes, go on. It is amazing. Well, let me I ask you it. a question. When you first saw this, so I, I've, I had seen this kit previously just scrolling around the internet at some point. Um, I have to admit the first time I saw it, I wasn't sure what that guy was holding. Was he holding a giant burrito? <laughs> a joint? Was he holding yeah. the, yeah, the world's biggest joint? Had he just rolled up some puff pastry and he hadn't got it in the oven yet? It's, really an odd image and can you imagine it's 1985 and that image flies by on the tv screen as some guy posts up and he has that on him would you immediately know i should get some new carpet well it's probably like what like a belgian based team or something yeah like, i don't know where they're from what races are they gonna win anyway That's true. and were they on tv you know like but i will say that um yeah folks look it up it's this great. these books this isn't a paid advertisement but we do share cycling culture and things that we like i really enjoyed spending time take checking out these books and i'd recommend anybody else if you're around just three back pockets on instagram it's a great follow but then these two books i have behind me on my uh, instagram wall you guys can see right up here i've got mm-hmm. seven books now in the library that are dedicated to cycling jerseys that i have found all over the world um there's one that was based out of the UK that I picked up when I was uh, visiting some friends in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's there's a ton of them, and Whoa. mountain bike jersey books. The, these two right here are probably the best done ones um, that I've seen. Seven? You might have to throw up uh, a quick uh, bibliography of all the books because I didn't realize there were seven out there, and I don't. I kind of doubt all our listeners know there's seven in existence. That seems uh, uh-huh. Tim. Tim's got the. Um, now he's got to count. He's got, the ma- he's got the master uh, set of cycling uh, jersey-based books. So. Six books. It's six books. Six, okay, okay, okay. okay. Social, studies yeah, teacher, social studies teacher, social studies teacher. Let's not forget. Yeah, but still, that's I'd I like to see this. That's sweet. <laughs> my, my counting. But anyways, check yeah. them out. I'm absolutely stoked with them. Um, well, you mean you guys get any six good because we're... You just said six because we're writing the seventh. I mean, we're really close to self-publishing. <laughs> <laughs> we're almost we're done. We're almost done. I... I I got to tell you, I've been, I've been working hard on uh, at least getting us incorporated. So yeah. we got more like emails. People want to send us more stuff. So keep emailing <laughs> us and yeah, I'll put please, together more you. care packages because yeah. Spencer and little guy, you now both have your, um, your, your, uh, mm-hmm. uh, bike play. Is it bike place? The, the t-shirts from Dunedin. Yeah. House. I got yeah. my bike house shirt. Beautiful yeah. yellow shirt. I've worn oh, I wore shirt. mine the other day when I was taking yeah. down the Christmas lights. I, I wore the yellow in case I fell off so people could find me. <laughs> Um, yeah, was, yeah. what's great. that yellow thing like, in the bushes? Oh, it's the super. We have wicked. a lot yeah, of people wanting to send us some stuff. So, anyways, some kind of weird stuff. bird. <laughs> Beautiful. 
Uh, Did you guys get uh, anything cool for the holidays? Uh, I got tons of cool stuff, but nothing um, cycling related because all my family and friends know better by uh, now. Um, well, I am, I am, I am an elite uh, cycling fan. <laughs> like you can't get me, you know the the socks with the bikes on them from you know Target or something. Like I'm gonna be like, oh, mm-hmm. uh, cool. That that down tube is not the right angle. Uh, you know that saddle doesn't look arrow enough um those aren't the canyon duplex bars why do i want this yeah i won't put these on my feet so you know well i i went the super rookie route and i gifted myself something for (laughs) bike related holidays which is i finally got i'd see i didn't realize this was an option well yeah i mean in that i yeah that's obviously i don't trust anybody to get me anything cool yeah (laughs) I finally got all the uh, pieces uh, to build a new Dynamo uh, front wheel for the cargo bike, which I think I mentioned on the oh. last pod before we took a break that a friend of the show, Theo, had uh, re- re-brazed up my uh, steering rod. So yeah, I, uh, Risen from the grave. bike yeah. was back, but I had the front wheel I had on there was a pretty junky wheel that was off um, a, a trailer we had. So... It worked, but it was not great. So I built a Dynamo uh, Shutter Precision front hub up, and I finally uh, made it over to also not an ad for them, but they're a great shop, Perennial Cycles in Minneapolis, who have all your Brompton and weird bike needs in the Twin Cities area. Uh, a lot of a lot of quill stems. It's, yeah, it's qu- been too long since we've talked about Bromptons on this podcast. I mean, this, God, I love this kind of shop. I mean, this if you're not from here, you've never heard of it probably, but they have Bromptons, they have cargo bikes. They have just all the weird commuter stuff, recumbents. I mean, they're they're a great uh, shop. They have any super of those fun. cat trikes? They have any of those cat trikes? I didn't they see any when I was Florida? there. But why don't you go I in and just ask for one? Maybe, like, this, yeah, they're the kind of shop company. where you go in and you want to buy a twenty inch rim, and you have like a ton of options, and you get to sit there and weigh <laughs> the options of like all the different like from like a so, thirty dollar to a hundred dollar yeah. twenty inch rim. And 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 then they custom cut spokes for you, so it was good stuff. Do you, do you think? Fun. I'm assuming Perennial Cycles is the number one dealer in the country of Schwalbe tires. They probably. I oh, mean, sorry. I would say that I have <laughs> I have purchased we make more Schwalbe tires from them, uh, both 20 inch and 16 inch, in the last couple of years there for you go. for my cargo and my folding bike. So yes, uh, um, see? they totally are our clientele. But yeah, I spent uh, I spent uh, New Year's Day. Uh, it's a good way to ring in the new year is they built the wheel up on, um, or on, on New Year's Eve and then finished it up, tensioned it up on New Year's Day. So um, it was a nice way to start nice. the year. And now I have right. light on the cargo bike, which is and great. Yeah, the electricity is, is working. Yeah. It's flowing. It's flowing. Uh, right. The wheel feels so much better than so, the uh, dumpstered trailer wheel that I rode around on for like a week and a half. Lighting up the beautiful potholed roads of winter Minneapolis. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, uh, we now have the winter equivalent of what St. Louis had 15 years ago, so it's really not that bad. No potholes, no snow, no ice, no anything. Uh, not really wait, helping wait, Nordic wait, wait, Corner. Wait. That sounded that sounded awfully positive about St. Louis. Are you turning a new leaf in 2024, little guy? What's going on? I'm trying to be more positive in 2024. I will say, right, I think I right. probably told you guys this, you know, 15, 16 years ago when I had my, when my father-in-law lived in St. Louis and I remember going there on, in a few winters and not liking much about St. Louis. But I remember at the time we would go on these long winter training rides 
and I would mm -hmm. lose feeling in all my digits, toes and fingers, mm -hmm. and I permanently mm -hmm. have poor circulation in my feet from all that training, so I could be a mid-pack cat three, and I would see mm -hmm. roadies out when I was in St. Louis, and I would think in this 30 to 40 degree weather and think, man, if it was this, I would get so many miles in. And now that's what it is here. And I'm, well, I'm not training anymore. So now I'm not getting, I'm uh, not taking advantage not of beans. it the way a 25 year old me would have taken advantage. You of know, it. I, all this talk of gifts and holiday stuff, I, I, the gift of fingers. I was, <laughs> I'm, I'm reminded though, I didn't actually get this gift, but I was offered a gift multiple times over the holiday season by our good friends at USA Cycling who <laughs> yes. desperately want me back. They do. I, oh. I felt I felt loved. I felt um I, when you know, I saw I felt this, the warmth. This is the gift that keeps on giving, literally. It is was the gift that keeps on giving. They sent me I certainly three emails, possibly four over like that ten day period. Um Basically, more or less begging me to buy a race so, license and come back because I had not. I had. My, so why is said, this? Why you? Because I didn't get these emails. Why you? Oh, I got them so too. So they claimed yeah. that uh, uh, because my license had lapsed in 2022, that they wanted me to come back. Not 2021. Uh, for 2024. <laughs> not you know several years before that. Yeah, I don't know where the, how they are uh, uh, so, doing the search algorithm here, but. I was trying they, to they were offering me some some yeah, they weren't free. These weren't gifts, but you know, for forty nine bucks for all our friends who are shelling out hundred and ten for these race licenses, I felt pretty special. So fifty dollars. So I got I was thinking about this. Why was Spencer getting a fifty dollar offer? Mm -hmm. And then it's yeah. like, okay, well, I figured it out. I figured it, you're at the demographic. You're at the age, uh -huh. you know. It's uh -huh. it's well known you're a little bit older than than me and uh Matt by a lot. <laughs> By, wiser. <laughs> by at least six, seven years. Um, and because of this, um, they figured that you would sign up for the $50 and you would click the auto renew button. And they'd be like, oh, at some point, Spencer's of the age where he's either A, going to forget, or B, he's starting to look <laughs> to do like the tax write-offs. Yeah. The tax write-offs at the end of the year. Alzheimer's is setting in, yeah. or he, his credit score is good enough that we have decided yes. that or, you know he's not going to notice on the yes, old uh, exactly. Amex Platinum. <laughs> exactly. He's going to put this on the company card. He's, yeah. he's looking to donate some money to charitable organizations at the end of the year. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, and uh, you know he may they, even just accidentally click the I'm, button that... You know. I may not have given their search algorithm enough credit because... <laughs> I am, as you point out, I'm right at the target market. I haven't gotten the titanium frame yet, so I'm not retired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, there you go. But I'm still in that it's, in that target zone. So they're like, oh, they're hang begging on. you to come back. You're like, this is the benefactor for the Belgian house. Yeah, this guy you're in right the here. window of opportunity here. You're gonna go on all the the gravel rides. You're gonna pay two hundred dollar entry yeah. fees. You've still got a carbon bike, so you still think you've got it. Even though you certainly don't, you're the at guy. This point. You're the guy that's going to spend twelve hundred dollars on the USA Cycling auction to have yeah. dinner to have dinner with Bob Roll. Like that's oh, you. oh, I w I would pay fifteen. So now that was one gift. The other gift I was thinking of getting you, little guy, was oh, Envy 
had a 50% off deal <laughs> on their on their puffy anorak. Yeah. Um that yours I mean yours looked wait, good. Wait, wait, Envy. Hang on. Now, Envy. Yeah, I know. But the, no, the, I thought this was a specialized Fall Raven product that no, we're, no, we're making Envy, fun of. Envy jumped in too. Everyone's jumping in. I'm going to tell There's you right multiples. now. There's multiples. Oh, yes. I see them so all the time. Many. So wow. many. Wow. Okay. One's already so at 50% our, off. Ours though. must be doing great. Ours is flying off the Whoa. shelves. Little guy, how are the sales? Uh, I mean, I did wear it in the house the other day. <laughs> user <laughs> testing. We, it's user how testing. How much did we it's make over. off of that? Um, well, it's not good. How many media impressions did you get? <laughs> no, I was home alone. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> ah. Oh, well, th- that would have been a, a great gift. Um, I got another one for you. I can't yeah, believe not- that product exists in multiples. Oh yeah, uh, a like there's... a brand, a brand, some marketing guy or some product person at Envy saw the Fall Raven specialized one and was like, "We need but, this. We need this so in every, the lineup." Every you know, I live. In, <laughs> you and, and and most our listeners know I live in this world. The <laughs> Fall Raven specialized <laughs> thing at least got people talking. Oh, for sure. And we I mean, do have pictures. We do have pictures. They're laughing. Um, friend of the podcast, uh, Matt Moran, the courteous fellow who you've both have met uh, from Chicago. Uh, he he sent pictures of me from the Ed Rudolph Northbrook Velodrome in like August of two people wearing two of the them. Fall Raven yeah. anorak yeah. waiting yeah. to start the race, and like, they were uh, a much specialized reps or no, they were a much younger demographic <laughs> than us, Spencer. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like it was totally that consumer that's like. Ooh, like they kind of nailed it. People ready yeah. for their race? Well, Got a nice puffy. Okay, all on. right. So this, so this envy one's uh, flying off the shelves, and it's doing great. Well, it's at fifty percent off, so it might be. Maybe that, <laughs> you guys, you don't know. Maybe that means they're coming out with a new direct, total direct energy branded one for this next year. Oh. Like they're just trying to clear out the back stock so they can have the yeah. post Peter Sagan total direct energy internet takeover. There's another there's another gift that that gave over this holiday break. And that's my favorite team from the past. I have talked about this team far too often. Mm-hmm. But it it fills the slow ride podcast nook. And of oh, course I'm started? talking about one of my favorite cycling jerseys of all time, the Unibet question mark uh, jersey. I see where we're you going. may remember back in like 2000s, was that 2008 Unibet uh, came in and then event and and they were not allowed to sponsor the team because it was a lottery or like a um, a betting yeah, it was gambling gambling, gambling. Website, yeah. so they did the question mark jersey it looked great baden cook in all his glory and they didn't get invited to anything well yeah. it has been brought to my attention that unibet is back to promoting cycling the team can't race in belgium um, because they still have some rules there but uh, it is started by baz tatama a Belgian or sorry, a Dutch cyclist um, who retired around 2020 or 2018 did race one year with the, uh, the sauce bosses, but Bass is bringing back this team. The, the, the well, I, Jersey I, looks okay, but go ahead, Spencer. Yeah, no, the, I knew you would be excited about the Unibet uh, branding and, and everything in Jersey, but the, the story is not in, the team sponsor. No, or, it's it's in the founding the, of the team. It's it's in the 
Yeah. So Baz um, rode for a couple years as a as a uh, regional pro and and did I think one year as a as a pro on the on the sauces and uh, was forced to retire for a medical condition. Um, and instead of just moving on from cycling and opening a chocolate shop or whatever it is, all these pro cyclists <laughs> do after they retire, um, he moved to YouTube. He became like a, a YouTube over cycling commentator, like personality, um, you know, influencer, I guess, um, making, making content about cycling that people enjoyed watching. I don't know if you guys know anything about making content about cycling <laughs> that people enjoy, um, no, you know, listening. Uh, yeah. Um, but he's living the dream you guys, because he, he, he convinced someone somewhere, uh, that he knew enough about cycling to get hired as a director sportif of this Unibet team. And that's an incredible story in and of itself. But yes. uh, I saw this uh, I saw this quote come across the Instagram from him that I think is just uh, speaks volumes and and really uh, should shake the foundations of cycling infrastructure as we know it. Um, he says, "I still don't get why sports directors say their riders have to be in the break because then they're visible to sponsors." yet they won't make their own content around the team that they can control themselves saying whatever they want uh, to their own fans. They don't invest in that part of their organization, i.e. the social media, i.e. the, you know, and it's true. Like you can't find much about teams, like especially small teams uh, out there. Like it's, it's annoying. Like I want more fun content from all we get is once a year, we get Astana doing a rap video and, and it's great. We talk about it all year long. But imagine <laughs> so, they did that every week. So, <laughs> so I, I, I was on yeah. the... So I, I had to look more into this. It's basically questioning, what is the point of getting in a break? Yeah. Right? No, no. It's, there's no point. I think there's, there's solid points he's making right there. I agree with that. Definitely need better content and all that. And we're, we're starting to see that from some of the dinosaurs of the Peloton. Namely, Movistar putting it out there for the dysfunction of the team on Netflix for three years and other teams coming around following the lead. But they also didn't Fodders control that doing. content, you know? That's well, what he's saying. Well, but following the lead of like uh, Vodders and what he's putting out there with the, the, the education first, all that. So things are slowly changing. But again, in principle, I agree with almost everything he says. However, we are a stickler for facts here on the podcast. And I went to uh, Bass... Uh, to Tama's uh, uh, w- Wikipedia page because I wanted to see facts. And uh-huh. it it says, as of May 2022, his YouTube channel, known as Tour de Tit Tama, has more than 250,000 subscribers. And I, I was like, that sounds like a lot. A quarter of a million sp- subscribers. I went to YouTube and searched Tour de Tit Tama, and I'm only seeing 176,000 subscribers. So if someone wants to go on Wikipedia and edit this saying that the Slow Ride Podcast investigated the amount <laughs> of subscribers, you can. But I got to say, he has 176,000 subscribers, which is awesome. Congratulations for sponsoring a pro tour or world tour team. Sorry. With that type of sponsorship, I can't wait to follow this season along. And they got Unibet. It's going to be great. So I'm all in. I can't wait to find out, and uh, maybe uh, Bass wants to join us as the official uh, Prem Lab correspondent. 
Maybe. We got we to gotta look for someone new. I mean, uh, Simon Geska hasn't been returning our calls, and word on the street is he is going to be retiring after this season, you guys. Do you hear that? 2024 is his last. Oh, um, that does remind me. Um, we are in episode 466. Just give a quick update to everybody. Um, Sep Cuss still has the uh, uh, Slow Ride Podcast Championship belt dating back to episode 457. And then Allie Jackson and... Uh, who wrestled it away from Demi Vollering in episode 434. So we've, we're we we're ready for the season to start because we need some more championship belts to be awarded. Uh, That's a nice awarded. long stint there for Allie. Yes. Yeah. So uh, let's get to this week's uh, pre lap. I'm Ellen Noble, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, guys, here we are in the pre-map. Let's give a mass major shout-out to the Wide Angle Podium listeners and supporters. Head over to WideAnglePodium.com to find out about the bevy of shows. I want to talk uh, mostly about uh, Cyclocross Radio, who continues to deliver some great content during Cyclocross season. Many thanks to Bill, Zach, and uh, Bodenheimer for continuing the uh, efforts to make Cyclocross the biggest and best cycling discipline, especially in the winter season. Um, I also want to talk about the support from these listeners is helping us bring Nordic Corner to you. You may have noticed Nordic Corner got uh, the full got the call to the big show uh, last week when we were off with a um, full fledged uh, episode. We will be uh, kicking it back to the uh, the old <laughs> green room after the uh, the content, but the feedback has been fantastic. Nate is doing a great job. I found myself caring about uh, uh, cross-country skiing. I do want to say that I I even followed uh, along enough the Tour de Ski and saw that Minnesota, Minnesotan Zone won the gold medal there for the second time in her career, which was awesome. So continue to watch uh, the feed for and, and tune in for Nate's amazing Nordic Corner on the back end of the uh, show, and we got some emails that we were reading about it shortly. And with that, let's get back to the show. My name is Matthew Vanderpool, and I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast. All right, guys, here we are. The mailbag is overloading. We've got some Matthew Vanderpool to talk about. What? Do, where do you guys want to go first? Well, I mean, I know we haven't done this in a few weeks. Um, usually on this show, little guy at some point likes to actually talk about the bike racing that has happened and uh, <laughs> the race results and things like that. So I was just going to usurp him a little bit and just sort of jump in. Uh, and kind of run through the quick cycle quest results. Cause there's so many, we missed the mm. whole, you know, Holy week, Christmas week in, in, uh, in Europe, Belgium, everything. So, um, let's see, let me just run through the men's, uh, results real quick here. First, we had, uh, exact cross in mole, um, uh, Matthew Vanderpool won. We had UCI world cup Antwerp and Matthew Vanderpool won. We had world cup, um, uh, Gavir. Uh, Matthew Vanderpool won. We had uh, Degum, Matthew Vanderpool won. Lionhout, 
Matthew Vanderpool one, Holst, Matthew Vanderpool one, uh, Ball, Matthew Vanderpool one, um, kind of catching trophy, Coxida, Matthew Vanderpool one, and then Zonhoven, Matthew Vanderpool one. Um, so that's the men's side, real yeah. quick, uh, just as a quick summary. I appreciate um, quick summary, a little more exciting on the women's side. Uh, back, uh, back. Antwerp and uh, Finn Van Impel. Uh, what do we have here? Gavir. We have uh, Puck Pierce. Um, in Degum, we had Puck again. In Low and Out, we've got Sanakant. Wow. Yeah, uh, Hulst. Blast from the past. Blast from the past. In Hulst, we've got Puck again. In uh, ball the GP Sven Nies. We got Fem Van Empel and Coxida, Fem Van Empel and Zondhoven Puck takes it again. So a lot more uh, back and forth action going on um, <laughs> on the women's side of things. Uh, some good cycle cross over there and different uh, top threes all the time as well. Men's side, yeah, a little different story. A little different. I, I would take issue with the fact that you just said Mandy Vanderpool just won all those races because I don't. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. I don't think we're using the correct. Downplays it a little bit. There's more verbiage in there. Like, he didn't just win all those races. He. Did he lap those races, second place in any of them? Because it seemed like he could have. No, but I believe there's a few of those races where, like, around only 10 riders finish. Yeah. And, and these are the best riders in the world. I I have been, I mean, yes, I agree. It has been not always the most exciting because you don't have great battles, though he did hang around in Zonhoven today um, for like half the race almost. He allowed the other riders to believe that he wasn't <laughs> about to do what he did. Uh-huh. When he attacked, if nothing else, someone's got to make a super cut of the race winning attacks of all these races because it's always a section of course that's kind of unspectacular and then he will just put in i've just never seen attacks this strong like there'll be some little section of course and he'll just suddenly zip away and suddenly he's got 10 15 seconds but one thing i want to say and i know you jump in there's been a few times in these races where the camera at least the feeds i'm watching because you guys are in the same position. We're not paying for this stuff. We're just watching YouTube channel feeds after the fact. I've seen a couple where they let the camera linger so they show a rider. They show like maybe the, the gap, top 15 yeah. riders. And that has a couple times where they don't cut to the next camera. And then when they cut back to the front, Vanderpool's just gone. Like a couple times where they just show a corner for an extra 10 seconds. And then you're like, cool. And they go back to the front and then... Yeah. He's got 20 seconds. I mean, and you're like, but it was only 10 seconds. If 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 nobody watched any of these races, I can just give you the quick breakdown here um from I don't know, maybe Ball, uh the GP's Fen Nice, a great course, not a World Cup, not no real pressure on the line, but you have some <laughs> some superstar riders. You got Matthew Vanderpool there, you've got Wild Fan out there, notably arguably the two greatest living cyclists right now. Um on the men's side. On the men's side, Vanderpool did come in first, as mentioned. Wild Van Aert second. The gap between them, Tim, take a guess. What do you think? Cycle cross race, it's an hour long. Uh, 
30 seconds max <laughs> one minute 55 seconds tim so what was that's a to wout fan art no so it's that's such a stompy. So it's amazing i've watched some of the videos on youtube and i was like all right this is cool I'm still a member of the anyone but Wout fan club here, just to be clear. <laughs> My favorite part of this, but let's let's talk like the the summary because people listen to this podcast so that when they go on group rides with their friends, they can act like they know what's going on in the world of professional cycling and cycling yeah. culture. We've yeah, been told this many times. So Matthew Vanderpool's winning everything. Just mm-hmm. that's the top line. The second is Matthew Vanderpool is now the official villain of all things cyclocross. You've got people, you know, he's spitting on people, people spitting on him, (laughs) people throwing things at him. Like it is absolute carnage when he's going. And the best part is he's no longer driving a four door Porsche. We got three emails from people over the last two weeks with when this is what matters on this podcast. Yes, he is winning races by a minute and a half over Wout Van Aert. We've got our (laughs) listeners reaching out to us to let us know that he got rid of the four-door Porsche. He is now driving a Lambo to these races. And it is not just any Lambo. This thing is a gold-colored Lambo. And it is amazing. And the way he gets out and goes to the trunk to open up to grab his bag, and he has, like, the team duffel bag, and then he's got all of his cycling gear in a reusable grocery bag that little guy would take to one of the 12 co-ops in Minneapolis. <laughs> and it's overflowing with like his team kit and his helmet. It is amazing. He's in a Lambo with so the reusable good. bag from he's one of us. the wedge yeah. co-op. It is a to, next level. You know, he feels bad about the four miles per gallon. I bet maybe probably not. Probably not at all. What do you guys you think know, of this Lambo, though? I'm here for what it. do you think of this Lambo, though, with like the the plastic wheel, uh, like the, the that it. plastic wheel it. hood? It's it's, it's it disgusting. looks like this. It looks like the Subaru Outback Wilderness Edition of Lamborghinis. It does. <laughs> it does. A little bit. You're right. It's got it's got a roof rack. Well, he's trying to appeal to to yeah. I mean, trying to appeal to those cyclists. It, it's still better than the four door Porsche. I'll give it that. Oh, one hundred thousand percent. You guys, but. What is Wout like? What is Wout showing up in? Because I assume Wout is showing up in like an Audi SUV with a little bit of baby vomit on the carpet. <laughs> like, uh, you know, he's like, like he's totally at this point. Despite being obviously a huge superstar, he almost feels like a, like there to represent the working man. You know what I mean? Like, because if nothing else, he had to change a diaper in the last two days. Audi. He has to drive the family's car. You know what I mean? Audi SUV seems a little big for roads out there, though. You know, like. Oh, I mean, it's huge. It's huge. It's huge. So, Lars Vandehar's got to be driving like a Skoda. <laughs> well, certainly, yeah, yeah. You know, I I will say we got uh, Ian Darling emailed us. Um, the most important mullets in cyclocross history, and this was a link to an article that was on Sporza, and it features Matthew Vanderpool's dad. I just put the photos up on our Instagram. Were you gentlemen able to go to this page and see this video of the most important mullets in cyclocross history? It's in a language that we don't understand, but the images of mullets are universal. And as you know, I'm a, uh, yeah, I, exactly. I've been sporting a mullet for probably a little too long at this point. But yeah, certainly they call them uh, over there uh, neck carpets is what the translation comes in as. 
And this video features Andre Vanderpool, Bart Wellens, Neil Albert, Danny De, De no, Bay, and it's, Lars Boom. It's amazing. Amazing. Neck carpets? Yes. Neck carpets. Not, Is that not Vladimir an carpets? homage to a Vladimir carpets? No, yeah. I don't think so, but it's just an amazing and beautiful <laughs> montage, this video. So just Google it. Um, I, I, put the vi- I put video stills up on the uh, Instagram earlier today, so little guy, you're off the hook. But oh my God, the flow yeah, is going. It is there. Ian, many thanks for uh, sharing this with us. Uh, gold now, star. Um, and thank you. If I, if I can, if I can just jump back to the gold Lamborghini for one second. Um, Do it. I don't know that I'm, I'm ready to write Vanderpool uh, back into the good things um, from his Porsche debacle the four-door Porsche debacle because he didn't go out and buy this Lamborghini. He was given this Lamborghini. This is a sponsorship deal. Uh, his taste oh, could yeah, still yeah. be terrible. Um, I mean, I think, I think I, I will speak for, well, maybe just myself, but Lamborghini is are terrible. Well, disgusting. this is, this is why I bring oh. this up. I want to see what your impression is of this gold Lamborghini because many people emailed us about this, but where I first saw it, ironically, was on my on my LinkedIn feed, like marketing people okay. are it, talking about this. Oh, marketing people! Like like it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like learn how to profit like Matthew Vanderpool by following my twenty seven no. easy steps. But it, it it there is a bullet point list of why it makes sense for Lamborghini to associate themselves with Matthew Vanderpool, and I was wondering if any of these things resonate with you guys as as cycling fans. Um, Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's one, start. one of the four points is to make maximum use of the so-called halo effect. In doing so, the quant- the qualities of a winner radiate to those who associate themselves with it. Um, Vanderpool's the absolute top, so Lamborghini must be at the top too, and vice versa. Do you guys, you know, do you guys feel like uh, you need to associate with winners? Well, this is like the watch thing, right? Isn't this Could why, be, like, yeah, the, this is Ala Philippe wearing the three hundred thousand Richard, Richard Millet? Yeah. Um, point two. Yeah, the Richard Mille. To stand out to the general public, um, you know, the media reports about uh, riding through the mud with the Italian horses and all that. Like, yeah, let's get some of the impressions. And okay. obviously, we're talking about it, so I guess that one makes sense. Um, Attention from and access to the relevant target groups that sit down in the VIP tents at the sponsor events. How many, how many sponsors of cyclocross races do you think are sitting there being like, hadn't really considered buying a Lambo before, but <laughs> huh. well, the, the carpet guy did put his face on the uh, the jersey, so maybe he's looking to yeah, yeah get a, a good, Lambo. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, and uh, the, the last and maybe most questionable, at least from a U- United States perspective, uh, sports fan, celebrity endorsement, as Matthew is likely to be allowed to appear at Lamborghini events as part of the agreement. Hey, man. Um, Evan Pohl got me to Pizza Hut. That, well, okay. Pizza Hut. All right. I've been buying you know, my... Still book it for me. <laughs> my, still book yeah. it. I've been buying much... my pay uh, grout forever. It's just bananas that the clientele that Lamborghini, like, like there is some niche that they're trying to get that they don't already have that they need Matthew Vanderpool 
to yeah. fill. Yeah, that's what's that wild. Weird. I, yeah, I I feel like it's just yeah, an Audi. The best would be, but I feel like the reverse would be that he gets sponsored by some some economy. You know, like he's sponsored by a uh, seat or something. You know, like mm-hmm. or something even cheaper. I don't know. It's du- seat. Do, do, do you mean do you mean do you mean Sayat? Learn learn yeah, your pronunciations. Like, this is my New Year's resolution. I I I've never been over there. Um, I'm just saying, like, like I kind of like the idea of him driving literally the cheapest thing, but mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's a Matthew Vanderpool, so he's still like, ah, you know, it's the fastest thing. It's it that's that's a better work for me because obviously Evan Pohl's not actually eating pizza now, every day. Come on, how many uh, lawyers with fancy pain caves are going to send us pictures of their Lambos now? If we ever have a Lambo listener. <laughs> Do we? That's the LL, the Lambo listener. I don't think we have a Lambo listener. So, um, yeah, lis- listeners compete to tell us who has the fanciest car. I don't know. So, shout out to uh, Ryan Carnahan who let us know that the uh, Flow Bikes uh, coverage is is now working. But speaking of cars and our listeners, we did get a follow up email from um, our friend Amants. Uh, you may remember the South Minneapolis Lawyer Mobile, and. Uh-huh. Uh, Good yes. day, there gentlemen. We oh, yeah, we, we do. This, did we? Good yeah. day, gentlemen. Quick follow-up to my pain cave submission and subsequent listener emails opining, opining on what type of vehicle I own. First, it's a Volvo. I, I love how my pain cave email descended into a discussion on where I live and what type of car I drive. This is what I tune in for every week. Anarchic, directionless cycling banner dotted with non sequiturs and spiraling frantic defenses of random used bike part purchases. Uh-huh. So I was yep. listening to episode 465 when you read David, the Nostradamus of Charlotte, North Carolina's email, where he made the very risky prediction that I roll around in an Alfa Romeo. Well, David, you nailed it. I have an obnoxious white Alpha with loud red interior. So yes, the Alpha is fast, it's fun and unique, but it is probably the most impractical vehicle for a cyclist with a young family. So I have placed my name on a waiting list for the new Toyota Land Cruiser. Toyota will be reintroducing Land Cruiser to the US market in a hybrid version, which makes me very happy. I do like all the suggestions you offered though. Most of these vehicles were on my list as possible Alpha replacements, especially the Volvo. A uh, quick editorial. How many times has that Alpha broken down on the way to a cyclocross race? <laughs> uh, as for where I live in Minneapolis, I just happen to live off of Minnehaha Creek on the south side, and I frequent the Seward Friendship Store for my co-op needs. I'll keep my eyes peeled in the bulk section for Matt now that I know we frequent the same co-op. Don't worry, Matt. He's not going to be stealing your bike rack spot out front. He's going to be in the VIP section trying to get everybody to become members of the co-op. By the way, your Slow Ride HETV Pain Cave renovation pitch is a brilliant idea. I will gladly volunteer my Pain Cave if you need to film a pilot to pitch to network executives. I'd be glad to advocate for you to offer my legal services at a reduced rate, if needed. I only accept diners club and traveler's checks. You can send payment to my P.O. Box in Curacao, where it will be briskly forwarded to my P.O. Box in Cyprus, then back to Curacao, and then to Mauritius. This is all above board and totally normal business practices, just in case you're all concerned. Keep up the great work, Amats. Love it. And Alfa Romeo. You know what? Charlotte came through. I was so close. 
I should I should have known it, there didn't need to be an alpha dealer in the area for for him to pull it off. Uh, I mean, I doubted, and I I must apologize. Yeah, no, it it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Building the best cyclocross course. Hey guys. Happy New Year's to Tim, Matt, and of course, Spencer in the City Beautiful. I hope Santa brought you (laughs) what you asked for for Christmas. And dear God, I hope Matt asked for a new mic and cable to prevent all the dropouts of his audio. I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I didn't. There you go. Having Having just listened to episode 474. 457 or 455 or whatever it was i had to write in to give props to tim for not only correctly pronouncing ben but nailing saskatchewan it brought back memories of the server at bubba gump's maui trying to pronounce saskatchewan and failing hilariously every time he came to the table the best way to watch the bike racing post gcn without a drop in quality of service is to get a uk friend to buy a Eurosport subscription using the uk credit card and then just getting vpn to view don't ask me how I know. I was typing the obvious location for the world's best cyclocross course has to be Bentonville when you mentioned it. Clearly, the Walton <laughs> brothers would pay to build the course and probably provide free airport shuttle for teams and fans. Other features the course need are the 30-odd steps at Fayetteville where Pidcock won the stripes and the huge washboard rollers at GP Sven Nice where Tom and the tall Dutch guys have tail whip contests mid-race. I also Mm -hmm. realized that the Slow Ride Pod is my spiritual home when you read the email from Gary Jones regarding the Campy's Corkscrew. I decided that I will have to gift myself one as a retirement present in five years' time. Having had Campy on all my pre-pandemic road bikes since the 80s, I feel Campy should have sent me one already. But (laughs) But that's as likely as Jumbo riding Campy next season. I'm still waiting for us in Vancouver to get all our annual three days of snowbound roads to christen my new two-inch wide studded tires. Is that wrong of me? Is it at crazy at the little guy's collection of tubular tires and wheel sets when we know how he's going to race until little Tom Boone and Tom <laughs> Boone can drive him to the races? Anyways. I got, I got big ambitions after I put those tires on some Anyways, rims. I here's you. to Flow Bikes Free 2024, full of Eurosport racing and slow ride hilarity. From Julian waving to all my fellow rido- riders I see on the road. Thank you, Julian, for that. Um, I love yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know I, I've been nailing pronunciations all game, all, all podcasts. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whole game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that email. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That the the cyclocross uh, course that we got from the crab cake Kevin Dolan uh, question was a good one. It, it definitely had me thinking. I do like the rollers of GP uh, Sven Nice uh, for sure. The problem is, is every every time I see another cross race on, I'm like, oh yeah, and that feature we need to put that in. You know. Um, what was it? Uh, was Zondovan, I think, that would just happen where they where they have the trees just sort of randomly in the middle of of part of the straightaways. Like, so th- we need trees in the course. <laughs> like, now we nobody also does that. No, they don't. <laughs> and then uh, doesn't Nova Mestro? They used to have like the alley down the mountain bike race where they'd have to kind of go around the trees. Uh, but anyways, uh, we talked about the corkscrew, the campy, uh, mm-hmm. the campy corkscrew. Yeah, um, Derek Gross hit us up with uh, the campy belt buckles. Did you see these? 
the three belt buckles. Little guy will put them in the uh, Instagram uh, next week or this week. Limited Certainly. campy belt buckle set, pristine condition at six hundred fifty dollars. Now we put up the the photo of Spencer's Dura Ace belt mm-hmm. buckle. Which mm-hmm. Spencer, are you digging that out right now? Uh, I'm digging something out. Yeah. Okay. Just, uh, let me unwrap this uh, package here that I have. Just because real quick. Oh wow. The the campy belt buckles that were served up. Uh, mm-hmm. Now it's six hundred and fifty dollars. That's Canadian. Um, I have I have this campy belt. Oh, belt. but you didn't buy the set. The the set that we got have, pictures of are gold. The, that was silver. I have, I have two of the three. Let's oh just my say, goodness! This I this is wow. a thing. I did not know. I have the round one and the square one. Um, but I don't have the oval one. Oh, I want these. Like this is now on my list of things to purchase. One hundred. Yeah, should have got them when they were like forty bucks. <laughs> you know, yeah. ten years ago. Well, it now says six hundred and fifty Canadian. Um, yeah. So that's like forty-five bucks. Yeah, so they've gone like, up a little. What bit. What is this, Australia? Come on. Um. Anyways. <laughs> I love these. We're going to post them up on the old uh, Instagram for everybody. Uh, Derek, thank you so much for sharing. And that is going on my eBay watch list. Um, we haven't done an eBay watch list segment in we a haven't. while, but the campy belt buckle is uh, definitely going on. Uh, eh, there we go. Um, but many thanks for uh, sending that our way, uh, 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 Derek. Uh, Brian Williams, the general approach of this podcast to the visual aspects of cycling-based vehicular artistry is incorrect. Or how to make a Suffren Stevens song title-esque email subject line. Hmm. Slow yeah. bros. Week after week, I keep hearing this discussion about which defunct cycling team to use as a visual template for a certain member of New Zealand Corners van. There is nothing wrong with tossing some outdated cycling livery on a vehicle. However, I believe that the obvious answer has been under everyone's collective noses the entire time. Wout, okay. Wout Van Art, Van Art. Imagine an, ambru- an airbrushed green oh. jersey bedecked Van Art on the side of your van. Or a completely mud-covered cyclocross Van Art to match the dirt you're inevitably kick up heading out into the countryside. Or go full bore and paint three Van Art Moon on the side with green jersey Van Art, Psychocross yes. Van Art, and yes. awkwardly dancing Van Art, resplendent uh. on what will surely be the coolest vehicle on either island. If someone bothers to stop you and asks you what you've done to the side of your vehicle, you can look them dead in the eye and say, it's Van Art, and satisfy both cycling fans and Joe Public with a single statement. I know that the van in question has already been transformed, but all I ask is a simple reconsideration. It's fine if the van stays as is. <laughs> van Art is no stranger to being runner-up. Brian. Wow. Ouch. Wow. Okay. Sick, sick burn at the First end. First one yeah. is, well played. this one is going into the Slow Ride Podcast email hall of fame. Because yeah, the final line, if the, it's fine if the van stays as is. Van Art is no stranger to being runner up is like amazing. But this idea but, is next level and oh, I'm in the certainly. market for a for a Honda Acti van. You guys know? Uh-huh. That like this could be Van Art. 
It it's that good. Think and you're, I, you're thinking about it. Well, you're thinking about I already it. went and searched the Florida license plate game, like custom license plate. Uh huh. Van Art still available. Spelled V A N A E R T, of course. That's wild that that one's available. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. It's such a great yeah. idea. It it is a great idea, and and I love that. Um, you know, we we gave our our PDM jersey uh, livery to Bike House in Dunedin, and and they absolutely crushed it. And it absolutely incredible. Crushed but it. and they got a Van dog Art, out of it. Yeah, you got a dog out of it. Um, the gummy bear, uh, as it's better known. Um, the Van Art though belongs to all of us. Belongs to everyone. You know, everyone can can add a little Van Art to their van. Uh, if they're going to a cyclocross race, and and I love that idea. Like you could have a seventies Dodge, you know, with the I bubble like, little window in the back, uh, you know, and the the velvet uh, seats inside, and have a cool sick you, wizard Van Art on the side. It's pretty doing cyclocross tricks. You could do the Van Art. I like the idea of the whole like triumphant of the three different types of Van Arts. Mm-hmm. In the moon, though, like you're gonna have a moon in the corner. Do you have the silhouette yeah. of Vanderpool winning? I, th- oh. I think uh, you can you can be subtle. You know, maybe you've got the the banner. You know, the 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 truss over the finish line. And if you're not paying attention, you don't notice that the clock already had stopped, you know, and like um, was counting the seconds back, you know, from from the actual win, you know, things like that. You know, you keep it keep it factual, but you don't really allude to, uh, you know, the, the parts you don't want the people to see, you know. So we got two we got one more email and then we got a. We got to give the handoff to the Nordic Corner boys. So real quick, Brandon Conine, listener extraordinaire, the saint of the Queen City of Cincinnati. I don't know if that works, but sure. Probably a Bengals fan. Definitely a Reds fan. Yeah. Subject line, Visma. Uh And Spencer, I think this is for you. Love it already. Small Norwegian software company, my ass. That's what Brandon says. And it's a Reuters headline, writer's headline, sorry. It says Visma brings in new investors at twenty one billion valuation. Now we had I mean that's I mean in the grand scheme of cycling teams, they're probably still behind Bora Red Bull. UAE, well, that was one of the topics Ineos, that we didn't that's, yeah, okay. that's one of the things I was going to talk about. So Red Bull buying 51% of Bora Hansgrohe, I'm just going to say it right now, Visma's met their match. Like Red Bull's not going to invest in a cycling team without running that shit. And they are going to run it to the next level. And yeah. just like they did in F1, they'll have so, two teams. Hang on. It's going to be amazing. Does this, does this make Primo's the smartest man, the savviest he man had still. To have known. Like, he had to have he known. Had, yeah. He has he had the savvy, he has the connections, he has the the longevity in the game to know when to make the right move and made it, and everybody thought, ah, oh, it's because he's washed up, but really he's playing 4D chess and he's two moves ahead of you? Yeah, it seems seems like it. I mean, I, I was counting him out, but now I'm counting He's right back in. 
Yeah. So he's got the neck sock on. I mean, how could it go wrong? Oh, anyways, this Red Bull thing we're going to be following, and please fix the jerseys. You know they're going to be different for next year. Do you think I mean, Wout gets I, to I keep the helmet, or does happen. Wout go to Bora Hansgrove? Well, that I was wondering. Wout. And <laughs> so he's now now watching the, the helmet, tour. Right? Uh, Wout's not going to the tour, so maybe that Red Bull yeah. pull is already yeah, uh, maybe, pulling some strings. Well, maybe the Bond villain Jonas Vingard mm-hmm. is like, "Yeah, hey, get out of here." Yeah. Can't trust so you can't anymore. Yeah. They can't wear him on the road, right? No, they can. They just pay a fine. Oh, they can. They wear them. Red Bull. Red Bull's happy to do that. Can they wear, was Wal, has Wal been wearing it on the road? I thought he was just yeah. wearing it across. Yeah. Look, I thought you watched professional bike racing. I mean, I do, but like I said, I'm usually doing the dishes so, or like trying to get a child so, ready. When I, am, I mean, so. oh, uh, the uh, back quick back to the line about uh, Visma being a small Norwegian uh, software company. That was directly from a listener who works at Visma yeah, <laughs> and emailed yeah. us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know, I don't know, maybe they had a glow up in the last couple of years, but that, uh, you know, that's a long running. Uh, maybe that listener is really uh, like, staple. I hope still with us. Yeah. I, I, I hope, hope there are as vested and by it, now. Cause yeah. yeah. And he's sitting there just going at, ah. Fooled them. That was a solid bit. Um, all right, let's get into it. Uh, before we uh, sign off here, uh, you're going to have Nordic Corner, but let's get some emails. Uh, we've got lots of feedback. Wax on, wax off. This email comes to us from Josh. Why on earth hasn't Nordic Corner been synergy branded as the Slow Glide podcast yet? I'll take uh. my brand creation marketing fee off air. Uh, Josh, I'm just going to give you a shout out. Uh, architects of packaging. That's, That's architects of packaging.com. Great job, Josh. <laughs> you get the shout out. That's, That's the really slow good. glide podcast. I love it. Nate, if you want 10 minutes at the end of every podcast, it's slow glide. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Gauntlet, just, gauntlet thrown. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Next. All right. Uh, this email comes to us from... Ooh, this one's a good one. I, I love getting emails like this. This one comes to us from um, Beth. Normalizing women's sports coverage and Nordic Corner. Hey, Slow Ride. Your podcast is great. I look forward to it every week. And my absolute favorite thing about your podcast is that you talk about women's cycling without making a big deal about it. It's just more sports coverage to you guys, and I love it. Okay, enough about you. Now for Nordic Corner. <laughs> First, what? I love the shout out to Rochester, New York, which is also awesome. Yeah. Rock and roll Chester. Yeah. Second, I wasn't planning on following skiing this winter, but I'm invested now. Have a wonderful <laughs> break. Beth. So Beth. Amazing. Thank you for yeah. the wonderful email. Thank you. Um, uh, yes, it is just more sports coverage. I do want to give a quick shout out to Minnesota and the PWHL. 2-0, first place, and over 13,000 yeah. fans uh, <laughs> at the stadium, and it looked amazing. I was watching on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com, yeah. and it's PWHL. They have every game live stream, and the Boston team lost to Minnesota. So, Spencer, I know you're a little conflicted on who to cheer for, but go with Minnesota now because they're going to run away with this thing. They're dynamite. Yeah, yeah. I've been to Boston games, but I uh team didn't exist when I still lived in Minnesota. So Yeah, well... Here, it's back. Uh, we got another uh, email, last one uh, this week. This one comes to us from Booker. Since the death of the Olympic Channel, it's hard to find coverage of cross-country ski racing, and I'm enjoying Nordic Corner and look forward to the Tour de Ski coverage. Booker. P.S. I'll never remember the contact address for Nordic Corner from the show. If you put it in the show notes, it would be helpful in getting them even more listener emails. Well, 
Booker will put those in the, uh, the show notes. Nate will do a better job of letting you know there what it is. And you can email and Booker. It's been great. I've enjoyed watching. The Tour de Ski was fantastic. Um, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, and there's a World Cup coming to the Twin Cities. And they have not announced an alternative course yet with the lack of snow that is on the ground. And yep. they're hoping it's coming. And they got about three weeks to truck in a lot of snow. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's getting dicey here. It's been barely below freezing a few days this last week. And uh, it's not a good year to throw a cross-country World Cup. Um, I'm Cross my fingers, uh, little Tom Boone and Tom Boone had their first cross-country ski lesson of the year, and we ran around in the grass. All right. Yay. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not working for anyone. So, great. we'd like to thank all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to WideAnglePodium.com to find out more about the bevy of shows, free of free independent cycling media, and how you can, can support us. Also, find us on Instagram and Twitter, at the Slow Ride Pod. This is Tim in Orlando. Oh, sorry. You can email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. It's been a while since I've had to do this outro, gentlemen. It's yeah, yeah. A, yeah, a little yeah, rusty. Yeah, All right. Yeah, it's a little rusty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com where we love your emails. They're always gratefully received. And with that, this is Tim in the original City Beautiful. <laughs> this is Matt in the resplendent. City beautiful Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is Spencer in the up and coming hotshot <laughs> city beautiful Holyoke, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists so you see out on the road in 2024. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast.com and on Twitter at The Slow Ride Pod. an elegance to bike racing. For all its technology and engineering, it's a simple question of physics. How do you move a body through space as quickly and efficiently as possible? When the rider and the machine work as one, it's almost as if the solid world has melted away and all that remains is the spirit, the pure, raw, and unfiltered soul of sport. Life is measured in many units, miles, kilometers, kilos, and pounds, but we measure it one corner at a time. We've entered the golden age of crit racing, the most exciting spectator event in sport, where all of human drama plays out before us on our city streets. On this show, we bring you the news of the day and take you inside the personalities of the teams and riders and right up to the gates of the premier events in the world. Welcome to Criterium Nation.